Welcome to Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so that you have the courage to live your best life. I'm Rebecca Mullen, a relationship coach living in Western Colorado, and today I'm going to introduce you to my relationship framework, partner, friend, and lover. We'll talk about how you and your sweetheart can be strong teammates, and I'll give you a date night discussion prompt that helps you notice how you and your partner help each other. How do you know what's reasonable when it comes to expectations of your partner, of asking for help and getting it, whether it's cleaning the toilet or changing banks? I've told you before that my parents divorced when I was five years old, and since that time, I've been studying what makes relationships work. With all that studying and observing, I have identified three roles inside your primary relationship, partner, friend, and lover. Partners want to achieve together, and friends want to relax together. Lovers want to explore together. And when you and your sweetheart are both playing the same role, partner, friend, or lover, it's easy to connect with your sweetheart. But we're not always approaching things in the same way, right? So today, I'm going to talk solely about the role of partner in your relationship. And here's an example, a story from my marriage. One time my husband and I spent a day building a garden bed together. Well, I mean, I suppose building is an overstatement because <laughs> while I was significantly in partner mode, the role that is goal-oriented and gets stuff done, my husband was in the friend zone. And he wanted us to lay down our shovels and lay down ourselves in the warm sunshine and gaze at the gorgeous clouds overhead. <laughs> he was very sweet. But I was trying to get this project over the finish line, and I certainly didn't appreciate his casual pace. Ugh, I got frustrated. Hey, I'm on a timeline. And I shouted at my husband, you never help me. He was probably thinking, I'm always a killjoy. Well, he wouldn't be thinking I'm a killjoy. He would be thinking, she's always a killjoy. Because instead of soaking up sun and gazing at clouds like he invited me to do, I've grabbed a shovel, I'm sweating, and I'm shouting. So I'm sure you can imagine the rest of this scene. Not pretty. But this is how it goes when we're not mentally in the same zone as our sweetheart. And this is why it gets tricky in a relationship. So again, I ask, what can you expect from your partner? Well, First of all, it would help to know that you're communicating with your partner instead of your friend or instead of your lover, right? I was in partner mode, eager to accomplish a finished garden bed, and I was looking for a teammate who would help me. But my husband was not in partner mode. My husband was in friend mode. He had no agenda regarding finishing anything. He was just looking for a companion to hang out with. 
if either of us had been in lover mode, we'd probably have ditched the project altogether and gone for an exciting bike ride or hike because lovers want adventure and novelty. David's idea for our Saturday wasn't really any better or worse than mine, but we just weren't on the same page, and that's what caused our conflict. We had different ideas of what that Saturday was for. If we'd set clear expectations for the day, if we'd talked about it early in the day, I would have known he was more interested in hanging out, and he could have learned that I had a clear goal. Maybe we could have shared coffee outside, enjoying the sunshine and the clouds that spoke to Dave, and then we could have gotten to work building the garden bed together. But you know, it takes clarity to arrive at the same zone at the same time. It doesn't happen accidentally all that often, and it makes a big difference. The advantage of being in the same zone is that the relationship feels easy. One day of misunderstanding isn't going to threaten your happily ever after, but if you stay stuck in mismatched roles, it really (laughs) takes a toll because it feels like you're not connecting far more than you are connecting. A partner wants someone to help them because they love that feeling of achieving together. A friend wants to hang out with no agenda because they feel that easy companionship. And a lover wants adventure, excitement, novelty. So I told you this garden story so that I could tell you about when I was six months pregnant with our second child and my then carpenter husband came to me and told me that he would really like to go to medical school. (laughs) I was surprised and more than a tiny bit overwhelmed. Six months pregnant, already had a toddler, But I was actually also excited because partner mode is where I feel most connected with people. I tend to make friends when I'm working on a project with somebody. So I was excited. My husband and I were great friends, but the truth is that we sort of struggled a little bit when it came to partnership, and him going to school felt like a project that could bond us together. I told you that I love the feeling of making a contribution. And I knew that I could make a contribution in Dave's life by supporting him in school. And I started out strong um, because my husband needed to study a lot. Our family time was precious. That, That partner inside of me built predictable rituals. So my husband could just sort of step into family life easy and we'd be able to make memories. Each Tuesday was 10 cent taco day. And for less than a dollar, we could feed the whole family. We took our tacos to the park. We ran obstacle courses around the playground equipment. And then Sunday was family movie night where we watched Singing in the Rain. So many times our kids had all the songs memorized. And they would perform for us singing the songs. Our kids grew And they grew, and then they grew some more, and the more he studied, and the more they grew, the more tired I got. And then my mother died, and then my brother died, and I was empty. Here's the thing you need to know about partner energy. It's all business, 
all momentum. Partner energy is a great engine to your life. You get stuff done, but it can also be an exhausting ride. That partner energy needs to be refueled with time to be friends. Friends so that you feel understood. Your partner persona needs to be taken on a date by your lover so you feel the weight of responsibility lift with the power of a diverting adventure. But both David and I were tired. Neither of us had much time. So we didn't have that hangout, no agenda time as friends. And we were both so drained We weren't imaginatively planning adventures to share. I just kept buckling down, buckling down in partner mode. Here's the list. We got to get this done and this and this. Life was just a checklist and I was honestly just spinning out of control. Control is the worst thing for a partner to lose. A partner wants to fix things. I began trying to fix things that were none of my business because I felt so out of control. David, have you studied for that exam on Monday? I'd say to my husband. And I secretly knew that in order for him to study well, he needed time at the gym, so I'd pester him about that too. Have have you gotten to the gym, Dave? I just sounded like a panicked woman, and I was so desperate for control. When David needed to talk through his day... I went rapidly into fix-it mode rather than just sitting to listen and understand what he was going through. I was a lousy friend. I I wasn't a companion, and I didn't just hang out. (laughs) I I was always uptight. There are things that I wish I'd known then. I wish I'd known about these three distinct roles that live inside your primary relationship. The partner takes on tasks and is ready to help you achieve. And all that achievement is great, but you also need the diversion of a lover and the quiet understanding of a friend to keep your relationship balanced. It's easy to admire the partner in your relationship because the partner's always so helpful. But Anne Lamott has this great quote. She says, help is the sunny side of control. (laughs) I love that quote. And so to help you recognize the partner role in your relationship, I'm going to give you a couple of clues what to look for. A partner enjoys having a clear job. Partners love the feel of hard work. But you might get a little frustrated by your partner because a partner often wants a plan. Partners want predictability, and sometimes that can feel a little oppressive, especially when you're in friend mode just trying to hang out without a plan. But you'll feel grateful you have a partner in your marriage when you're overwhelmed by your to-do list. A partner loves a good to-do list. And they might get out their colored pencils and make it fancy. You might actually get embarrassed by your partner when they accuse you of not doing your share. Work is sort of play to a partner, and consequently, they aren't always great at relaxing. If you're in friend mode and you're great at relaxing, instead of learning from your ability to rest well, a partner might accuse you of being a slacker. 
and that might make you embarrassed or frustrated or angry. But finally, you will feel the love of your partner in your marriage when you want to get the house clean. A partner is great at to-dos and wants to help make a contribution. So give them a grocery list and set them loose. Think about kind of the life cycle of your marriage from the very beginning, like when you first met. You meet, you fall in love. What roles in your relationship are wide awake when you're falling in love? The friend who's seeking to understand this new person in your life. The friend part of you is wide awake revealing things about yourself that help your future sweetheart feel connected and bonded to you. The lover is also wide awake in the beginning of a relationship. All that chemistry. I mean, first of all, you can't even keep your hands off each other. And your dates are all adventures. Your relationship is fed constant excitement. And there's actually very little responsibility to manage, right? Falling in love is a wonderful feeling. And, and I think part of that bliss is that you actually don't have a need for a partner. There's a stereotype about how all the romance leaves when you settle into real life, and that threatens your happily ever after. But I actually think what happens is that when you decide to live together and approach life with a single front door and sharing a toilet, it just introduces a new element to your relationship, the partnership. Now, once the partner enters your relationship. Now, instead of just planning adventure-filled dates, you're trying to keep a roof over your head and you're figuring out how the toilet's going to get cleaned. And this is all the work of life. And the partner role in your marriage is that engine that keeps track of all this responsibility. The partner is the workhouse, the workhorse. The partner is what keeps you striving or helps you surge forward. The partner may not be sexy or cozy, but the partner takes care of all those basic things like bill paying and grocery shopping. The partner isn't relaxed like the friend and isn't very good at just sort of hanging out. The partner gets scared when the lover wants to take risks and the partner can feel like a killjoy in those moments. But but I have noticed after listening to tons of people in long-term relationships, because I'm that person who always asks, what's the secret of your relationship? And I have noticed that the role of partner creates some of the deepest bonds. Because the partner is front and center in the part of your life that helps you make it through each day. I remember one widow in particular that I spoke with who told me that the thing she misses most is waking up to the smell of toast her husband made each morning. She had lost almost 20 pounds since her husband died. I don't smell the toast anymore, she told me. And I could see that without that partner around to feed her, she'd actually stopped even feeling hungry. I spoke with a man after his wife died. She touched me every morning. I was making coffee, and she'd come in and put her hand on my back. Do you think I'll ever make a cup of coffee without crying? He asked me. 
the partner. Because they handle the nitty-gritty of life creates deep bonds between you and your sweetheart. To be sure. This segment of my show is where I offer you a date night discussion prompt. And and my definition of a date is just simply a moment of connection. And I believe in setting the bar for that connection ridiculously low. Because I believe that if you can give yourself just a few minutes to truly connect about an idea, that will juice up your marriage. And keeping it low pressure is essential. I'm a coach, which means I'm very practical. I hope my story today gave you a tiny new way to look at your relationship and to name how you and your sweetheart are learning how to be partners in life. But you don't need to have some big dedicated time to review these discussion prompts. Let it be low key. Let it happen while you're doing something mundane like unloading groceries from the car. And simply ask your sweetheart one or more of the following questions. Number one. What do you think we do best as partners or teammates? Or number two, when do you feel like I'm helpful to you? Or number three, when do you enjoy helping me? Or number four, what do you think is our strongest suit when it comes to accomplishing a project together? I am dying to know the answers that you come up with because I love talking to people about partners and friends and lovers and finding those distinctions in your relationship. If you want to find these questions written down, go to the show notes at habitshappilyeverafter.com slash podcast. And this is episode five. It's the little moments that impact the life of a marriage and create habits. And I really want to hear what surprised you when you asked your sweetheart about your partner relationship. I hope your surprise is something about asking your sweetheart, when do you enjoy helping me? Because then you'll feel much happier asking for those kinds of favors in your relationship. Reach out via text at 970 970- 2104480 and let me know what you and your sweetheart found out that's it for today i'm rebecca mullen and this has been habits for your happily ever after where we get clear about your marriage communication because when your relationships are strong you're better able to concentrate at work reduce conflict at home and receive support for your dreams so you can have the courage to live your best life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be grateful if you'd send a link to your friend. Habits for Your Happily Ever After is produced by Grace Smith. All our music and sound comes from Walk West Productions. I'm Rebecca Mullen. Thanks for including me in your relationship today.